dialed in to Fox and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. We are back on Bucks and Brews. Um, that does sound a little loud. I'm going to lower myself just a, a touch there. Equity, yeah. And uh, we're going to have some fun tonight, but I'm going to definitely be on my soapbox before we have fun. And before we do that, do we need our intro? We're not going to play the you, They can only hear it on Podbean. And then I have to splice, and that's a pain in the okay. ass. So um, I'm going to hop on my soapbox after we talk about the most important thing this episode, and that is... Beers. The beers we're drinking. See, look at this. Mike gets it. He does. Mikey gets it. Bruises. That, that's right. Um, so Nick has already said this is gonna be disgusting, but I got it because it's a Tiki Island Punch from Steel Reserve. Yeah. So I'm gonna give that a shot and hopefully it doesn't suck. Uh, background story on that is uh I mean that's probably like the third beer I drank, and I drank that when I was like 12 till 16. Like if oh. Steel Reserves and me just don't meet up. I see. Um, we had a like the other day on our post. We did. It was, who was it from, Nick? Do you remember? Um, Rogue Brewing. It was from Rogue Brewing, and tonight I will be enjoying a Rogue Chocolate Stout Nitro. So, Rogue, if you'd like to support us, we do like your beer, and we would be happy to have some more. Um, and if I decide I want a third uh, uh, from Big Lake Brewing, I have a gingerbread stout. Big Lake, say, on Holland. We'll drive up and get that to Yes, we will. We can drive anywhere to get donations. We are happy to take your donations. Nick, what do you got, my friend? I got the uh, keto-friendly Michelob Ultra. Here, your light beer. And uh, let's say, Mike, thanks for joining us. Uh, what do you have down there? I've got a couple of different things. This is one I've never seen before. It's Mike's um, Arts out of Wisconsin. It's called Jam Up the Mash. It's a dry hot sour. What's kind of cool about them is it was a four pack, but each one has like a slightly different like design, like art, yeah. probably in, in painting of some kind. Different artist. Yep. And then after that, I'm going to do a Modella, which, you know, even though it's not like microbrew, it's, it's called Amaranth Picante. It's Amaranth, chili, chipotle, tomato, salt, and lime. Mike likes his stuff spicy. I do. And then I, I have another one, if, you know, because this is a bigger one. If I need more after that, then I've got another Modelo, but this one's a um, mango and a mango and chili. Do either of you want to taste this? Can't do that. Can't do it. <laughs> Nick, so. Nick is passing. I, I, I don't think it's bad. When was the last time you ever heard me pass on a beer? Uh, exactly. The 16th of November, 2021. <laughs> It's, That's good. It's not bad. Can't do it. So I'm hopping on my soapbox before we start discussing uh, divorce finances. Yes. So I've, I've been sharing this the last couple of days, and honestly, I've been sharing this for over a year. A uh, good friend of mine, Javier Escueta, was a detective for the Joliet Police Department, a sergeant. And he got suspended for basically bringing to light the murder of a suspect in custody. 
And yesterday he got voted out of the police union in Joliet, or in Joliet, Illinois. Really? Yeah, he did. And I'm uh, I'm quite pissed off. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. I wish there was. Um, well, what we can do is what I'm doing, and that's amplifying my voice as much as possible. And I'm I'm discussing the fact that it's total horseshit. You know, I come from a cop family. Uh, my uncle was on the job for many many years. He died in 1986 on the job in Chicago. So I, I have always had a great affection for law enforcement. Um, since this has happened, a lot less because, you know, I, I've seen a lot and we all have in the last, you know, 18 or so months with bad cops getting away with shit and good cops not stepping up. Right. And this is a moment when Sergeant Squared has stepped up. I mean, he said, this is not right. What happened is wrong. This needs to be investigated. And instead of taking that seriously, he's being shunned and possibly prosecuted. I, he's facing up to 20 years in jail if prosecuted for doing the right thing. So I just, I wanted to bring some light to that. I'm, I'm pretty pissed off about it. And uh, Javier, I got your back, brother. I'm, I'm there with you. So yeah, thanks. There's anything that we can do. All right, you know, we're glad to come in as a character reference. Absolutely. So that's my soapbox. Um, taking a few minutes to do that, but we're going to talk about divorces tonight. Um, I divorced Bud Light can, for a little bit. You have divorced Bud Light for a little bit. Can I can I tell the joke that I said last night, or whether I don't? Let's pass. Okay, we'll pass on Okay. That my ex actually. Okay. <laughs> It was a good joke, though. It was a great joke. Private messages. Yeah, if you, if you get a hold of me, I will share that joke. Uh, it was, my wife had a quick one there. <laughs> um, anyway, so Mike is our expert on, on divorce tonight because he has gone through a divorce. Uh, I, actually, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike. So tell us what happened. You came to me, so tell us that whole story, and then we'll get into some specifics. Yeah, basically, you know, it was... 2015. 2015. David knows more about End of Mike's 2015. Course. You know, you know why? It coincided with Aunt Sue That's true. Yeah. So Mike and I started talking heavily again in February of 16 because yeah. it was Dawn's birthday. We yeah. came to your house after. Yep. Yeah. So basically, I've been married for under seven years. Um, had a couple of kids and. <laughs> Yeah, we, we had our difficulties, but not like anything that I thought was, you know, going to be a deal breaker. But then, you know, it was right around Christmas time of 2015. And, you know, I could tell my, you know, wife time was being a little distant. So, you know, I kind of approached her about situation and didn't say much. And then a couple of days later, a letter basically saying, I'm not happy and all this stuff. And, we talked about it. There was talk initially about, you know, trying to work it out. But, you know, my end, I felt we needed to go counseling together. She thought I just needed help. And when it wasn't going to be kind of a mutual thing, you know, we kind of, even though, you know, at that point, we kind of both decided that divorce wasn't really something I had to, but I understood you know, that I really didn't have a choice in the matter anymore. So I accepted it. And, and then, you know, as Dave mentioned, we, you know, it was about the time I started getting in touch with him again. And 
know, we chatted on and off, you know, hung out at yeah, we went to Hopcat downtown Grand Rapids. And, you know, that was kind of our first time seeing each other in several years and, you know, hung out and pretty much from that point on, you know, just, you know, rekindled our friendship and, you know, around the time, and we've talked a little bit about it, I think it was around April-ish, I think it was when I came out to watch WrestleMania that we started talking about the finances, because at that point, you know, I was living with my parents, so I was out of the house and then I'd stay at my ex's house you know when i had the kids if during my time she'd leave the house and i'd stay there you know sleep on the couch it's you know where they were comfortable and everything you know but then with you know, we started talking about financing and you know all the time i got an idea of you know what i might have to over child support and kind of really started looking at you know kind of a lot of the points and things that we're going to talk about here just to be you know kind of early on in the process, you know, during the process, you know, as you the process analyze, you know, so question. I, uh, real quick, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to our listener um on Podbean. Um the we, we have Mike here who's a, a divorce expert, but uh the person listening happens to be the one and only divorced person in my life. That's my mother. <laughs> So hi, Mitch, Mom. Hi, Mary. Hi, <laughs> Mary. My, my mom. Your name until then. Yeah, I say uh, my mom is listening. So right, and that's awesome. And, and I, I come from a divorced family. I I do as well. Say, David come. Mike does not. You, you my not. parents okay. were have are still married. Good, good. You say my so. my parents have been divorced since I was one years old. I was five. And for me, it was a little you know when I when this happened to me, you know my parents been you know married for almost fifty years at that. Um, you know, my brother had been married for you know, 20-ish maybe at that point, pretty close to 20. So, I mean, I kind of felt like failure at the time. Of oh, yeah. Because, you know, I had all these other people in my life, you know, divorce never hit me. I knew plenty of people been divorced, you know, dead as a child, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, for the people I looked up to as, you know, married couple, they were, you know, everybody was still married. But it kind of failure. I, I I fully understand. I guess where you'd be coming from, right? Because I'm I'm married eleven years now, um, you know, and there's ups and downs, right? And so yeah, there's ups and downs. Yeah. You, even when you think about that idea, like there's got to be that uh, the failure aspect of it, right? Well, and I know because you know Mike and I are very close. You were never thinking divorce ever. I mean, it it kind of hit you out of left field. It did. It hit me out. So I mean, you know. When you you looked at it, um, I know that you know we sat down and and you're like, well, I have all these bills, mm -hmm. and I didn't necessarily know I had all these bills, so I don't really know what to do about these bills. And of course, you know, looking at that, you're like, all right, well, there's got to be something we can do. So I, you know, Mike came to me and he he goes, you know, let's just look at this. So we sat down and. And we came up with a financial plan because, you know, you were taking on debt that you didn't know about. And I mean, how, how daunting was that? Was probably, that was going to be the hardest because I accepted the fact, you know, right from the beginning, I knew I was going to have to pay kids together. They're still, you know, we don't get married you know, just under seven years. So, you know, 
she was officially pregnant, not not too far along. Right? Yeah. So I mean, my son was born, you know, nine months after we got six months. You know, I knew, and then my daughter was about a year later, so I knew, you know, I was going to be paying child support. I was going to be paying child support for 11, 12 years. So I know that you and I looked into this. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you have to pay child uh, spousal support? Spousal support. And that's something that I kind of researched is there's a lot of criteria that go into fossils, alimony, or whatever you want. Um, a lot of it initially boils down to sometimes just length of marriage. Like certain states are different. I think, you know, if you're going through divorce, you need to know within your state what that expectation is. And I mean, and sometimes you may not, like we hadn't been divorced, married 10 years, 10 years is kind of threshold in Michigan doesn't mean that if you're married less than 10 years, you don't have the potential um, having to pay or receiving spousal support. Just that's kind of a threshold. And then they look at some of the other criteria, like what is the income difference? What's the lifestyle expected? Is the lifestyle of the one spouse going to be like, a, you know, a you know, surgeon who gets paid, you know, mid six figures, horses, you know, a school teacher who makes, you know, mid five figures, you know, that's a pretty big, you know, difference in lifestyle. So that's where a spousal support may come in, in a situation where they were married in good standing, like, and, and there are things that disqualify it, like there's infidelity, criminals, you know, you know, things that are involved with the divorce that even if the person is well off, they still might not receive or have to pay spouses if, like I said, the other person did, you know, like I said, did something that, you know, created the, re the circumstances for the divorce, whether it be fidelity, you know, gambling debts, that nature. Well, so, and I know that, you know, Nick loves specifics, but I'm not going to get too overly specific here. Um, looking at this, your ex-wife had a expectation that she could make money. Yes. So she was not, yes. she was an educated woman yep. who had previously worked. Previously worked prior to her first, during, during the first part. Right. So it's not like you just supported everybody and she, you know, was just a housewife and didn't have any skills. She had she actually has more degrees than I do. And, you know, her bachelor's initially for training, and then she has a couple of master's degrees to go along with just continuing education. She had to do a cheaper teaching license and things like that. And so, yeah, like I said, she's got more degrees than me. But yeah, at that point, and again, it was decided upon with her first marriage, it was going to be a primary stay at home mom. Yep. At the time we divorced, it was similar to that. She had or only documented income for child support from her. Get some under the table daycare and babysitting, like a way to help have extra money. But again, it was under the table. So I couldn't use that as, you know, a reason to pay you know, child support as well. You knowingly kept money from the federal government? It wasn't really <laughs> support that out here when uncle sam doesn't know doesn't hurt us doesn't make the prices go up ask everybody else 
By the way, we were discussing this before, but I'm going to discuss it on air right now. Are we doing another one this week? Oh, I'm hoping, yeah. Tomorrow? I don't know. Or Friday? I don't know. You need to figure that out. Yeah, I got to get my life figured out. We have to talk about inflation. I must tell you the same thing I told my mom. I'm very, very busy right now. I don't, I don't have time. I, I, I'm, so, I'm so sick of the idiots and the, the inflation talk. But anyway, yeah. so let's get back to divorces. Cause, so, you know, it is. Depending um, what night you do it, I may either in on Zoom or Twitch. If it's Friday, I make them up. What a, Ooh, Friday. So when you guys got divorced, was your wife working? That. She was not. At the time of our divorce, she was um, primarily a stay-at-home mom doing like set some under the table. It wasn't a significant amount of money. Just and, a little bit to help, you know, get like an electric bill here. Oh, of course. And now, so when you get divorced, she's not, she has no income. Yep. What do you, what did, what did they take from you during the divorce? Child support wise, it's actually a pretty straightforward calculator. Drinking some of the rope. We are. So you guys have to share the little bit of that that's left. Because I can share any. It's delicious. That's very good. Anyways, Mike, you were saying. Okay. Now that I drank my, my Rogue Nitro. Rogue, by the way, we are ready for free beer. Anytime you want to send that over. I'll be here just for the free beer. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, child support is, is a pretty standard count. Look at income differential, but then not just income differential, but the earning of So, like, as and my child support initially because of her you know, limited documented income was a little higher than as she started getting actual jobs. And like her first job was working as an aide at the elementary school that my kids worked in. He actually, she actually worked in the class that my son was in. There was a special needs child was in that class. Being his, his, you know, helper. Um, and then she moved from there into teaching. And so like, as she got into teaching, had a more you know, significant income, then, you know, she reported that my child support decreased a bit. So there is, there's pretty much it's number of kids, it's income differential, you know, it, there's really not a lot of other factors that go into child support. They really try to make it where, you know, and, and, and it also is related to like how the customer, you know, pretty much if you're parents of like 12, basic salary, let's say they all yeah. make $75,000 a year and they're going to split the kids halfway, there's probably not going to be any child because it is basically to, you know, make income equal based on the amount of time the kid is So I know there's, there's basically two types of divorce when it comes to distribution. Mm -hmm. So I wrote it down so I would not forget <laughs> It's there's community property states, which there are nine of. Yeah. Michigan is not one of those. Or there's equitable distribution, which Michigan is, yeah. which of course means they try to make it as even as they can. Yeah. And there were some things like I know you had shown me was a Twitter from a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And the person was like, you know, there's all this debt. And it was kind of the situation I was, I didn't know. Yeah. There was certain debt I knew about, but you take it out. Alone to put an extension on the house, mm -hmm. 
you know, we had put that, you know, at that point, you know, we just kind of refinanced the house. I had just short sold a house, so I didn't really have credit like good or to do that. We put it, my dad co-signed. I knew about that one because, you know, I was basically paying my dad out of, you know, my paychecks, you know, money for pay the monthly and you were that it was like where it stood. Mm -hmm. It was some of the credit card debt that had been piled up that wasn't over. And yeah, and I mean, and yeah, basically when you split it, they look in most cases at all the combined debt over the course of the marriage and basically say, unless they see something like gambling debt, they know that the $20,000 in gambling debt is clearly, you know, the one spouse. They were the only one that gambled. That might be one that, but other community debt, like, you know, things like credit card bills, you know, loans against the houses, that kind of stuff is going to be pretty much 50-50. So I'm going to ask this because fiscally, this is the type of person I am. I know in my life, there is nothing out there I don't know about because I pull credit reports on my wife to make sure there's nothing I don't know about. Not that she's hiding anything because she's not. But I just want to know, and I know Nick is is really the same way that I am. There is nothing out there, credit wise, that you don't know about, right? Correct. I mean, I don't pull credit reports nearly as much as you do, right? Um, but I'm not I'm not afraid to say, like, if we go look at furniture and they're going to offer me zero percent interest, you know, like that yeah. type of thing. Hey, why don't you go open a credit card, right? And like we did that, like we yeah, just no. went, we went to go refi or get a bigger HELOC um, on our on our house and I got to pull my wife's card. So like, and I, I do like, it just, it'll be random too. I'll be like, mm -hmm. Hey, any debt that you want to tell me about or whatever. And she's like, Oh, why would there be? And I was like, I'm just checking. Yeah. Right? You like, just need to know. I like, I, I, I wanted to come up thinking, you know, and I mean, not even yep. like, you know, the bad part, like just you're interested in, you know, buying a car, buying a boat, buying a new house. Things that you might do jointly. Last thing you want to do is go out there and you know if you're going to do a joint account on it. Have you know have some kind of surprise? Yeah, don't want to be caught off guard by this person has you know a ten thousand dollar default credit card. Correct. So I mean, I know that obviously there were things that came up in mm -hmm. in your divorce that you had no idea about. Yes. So I'm going to well, ask. I, you, well, let me just say I knew there was credit card debt. Yes, I didn't know the extent. Correct. So I'm going to ask this: If it, if you got into a relationship again, would you know everything? So the question I have is, being a divorced person, because I know how I would feel. Is there anything that you would turn a blind eye? Because when if if you break up, mm -hmm. you're going to be responsible for yes. at least part of yeah. that. There's a, you know, and like I said, we'll go into a lot, but, but yeah, we're going to be responsible for a lot of that. And like I said, and sometimes like I said, it's not all of it, but it's things like, again, you know, they'll look at like with the credit card debt, they can go back to the credit card. Was it, you know, on some gambling site? You know, was it on an adult entertainment site? And, you know, who was using that? Or was it, you know, just vacation for? Or you know, car repairs, things like that. Like that, and they will. And again, I don't know. We didn't. 
all of our debt was all like none of it was questionable in terms of you know it was all like vacations car repair you know child you know care type things so stuff like that that you know there was no question you know i don't know i've known some people who've gotten divorced because of like lying about gambling and stuff like that um but you know i'm not close enough to them to ask those was this handled in the piece of your divorce? So I'm I'm gonna say this because you and I recently come back from cruise, and we're trying to talk Nick into going on a cruise so we can do an episode on the cruise. That would be great. Um, I got an email the other day. If she handles 100 more dollars on a cruise, she gets a free three night cruise, interior room. So we're talking earlier today to my friend Christy, who you know, and. She's like, so you don't care if I go to Disney with you and, you know, whenever we go in January or February, I'm like, I don't, I don't give a shit. I mean, if you really want to go on a cruise for three days to gamble a hundred bucks, whatever. So Don's literally thinking about going on a cruise by herself a hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Just saying. I thought you were talking about like Christy wanted to go to Disney. Uh, Christy does want to go oh, to yeah, Disney with me, but I'm not, I'm not sure she will. Oh. Yeah, two kids. So you have you have a house, you have cars, yep. you have credit card debt, yep. you have a job that you've been working at for a while, so you have a four hundred one k. Yep. Um, savings account. Savings account. Okay. And oh, at that account. point, I wasn't overly diversified in my. I pretty much only had four. So we have we have some money. You just refied, so you took probably 75, 80% loan, loan to value LTV um, on the house, right? When you refied the house? The house, when we, when she officially refinanced it to basically pay off, give her first ex the equity that he was owed, it was around the same time I was short selling my house. So I actually did not get put on the house. Okay. So that was her house. That was her house. Okay. And at that point, you know, when we split, she, you know, she had more kids to, you know, put a roof over the head of. She kept that house. We had the four kids from the first marriage and then her two kids. Was, and like I said, on paper, it was her house with a cosign from me. I said, I did. She refinanced to get her dad off that or whatever. I, I wasn't owed any of that. My name. Um, and so how did they, how did they look at all of that? Um, cause she wasn't working, so she didn't have 401. She had some from when she had worked. Okay. But again, because she hadn't worked while we were married, didn't have any, you know, growth in it or whatever interest she may have earned on it. Wasn't putting in. So when we split up, she actually was able to get half of basically what was put in and what was heard as, um, you know, return on investment and all right. that during the time we were married. Like they took, you know, snapshots of my account from basically the date that we were married, the date our divorce was final, figured out what that amount was. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did you get half of any of hers? I got a small amount just because again, it was, they took that into account sure. when they evaluated it. So you didn't get exactly half, but they figured, you know, yeah. the like, you know, all growth she had, if it was $4,000 during that period, yeah. it was $4,000 less than what we 
um, and, and in a respectful way. So she's been married before, got divorced. Yeah. She married again and gets divorced now. Does the government in any way she perform care of multiple divorces? And like, right, I mean, if she wasn't working in her first divorce, which she sounds like she was, but you know, I say at the very beginning, you, you can get married for 10 years, have a guy grill a bunch. Take half of his stuff, go to it again, yeah. take half of his I think if it turned into like a habitual thing. A habitual thing. Like the, you know, black widows or whatever they consider, you know, eventually they might be like, you know, there's a habitual barrier in divorce. You know. So can I ask this? Nick, can we get married? <laughs> you aren't currently married, you cannot. No, I'll just get divorced from my wife and marry Nick and then take half the shit. Currently married. You'll get divorced too, so I can take half the shit. Currently married. Fuck you. Legally, <laughs> once you're divorced. No, uh, can't do it. Eh, nope, not going to happen. I love my wife. Um, I love your wife too. She's awesome. <laughs> I love my wife too. She's awesome. Uh, uh, so your wife would get half of yours? And you'd end up getting half of mine. I just it still doesn't equal out. Like even I went to like try to be like vindictive and go marry your wife. There's even a more no, interesting I'm, thing that came up okay in the course of like, you know, during the you know, time of like I mean, you know, finding the initial like grief or divorce final papers that she was again to be able to obtain gainful, you know, employment of like the ability for her like as a teacher or whatever you had to go back to school because at a point her certification had you know expired and so there was part of it they basically looked at you know when she last employed so officially when her um certification had would expire and like if it would have expired like a certain period into our marriage i could have been held helped her pay for you know her well, if it had expired and she had not renewed, you might have gotten spousal support at that time. Yeah, I mean, they might have said, hey. And that's what it would have been. It would yeah. have been spousal support to cover. Correct. So they would have said, hey, obviously she doesn't have her certification anymore. She can't go and work like she used to. So you need to support her still. Yes. But it came out that it actually either expired early enough in our marriage at the fall marriage or but that would be something like you know somebody like you nick if you were going to divorce like if she'd been a stay-at-home mom for the past since emerson was born yeah and she's in a in a position and a job where you know she gets certified or licensed to do that and you know like i said if and then you and she had lost that license or whatever it expired and then you guys got divorced be financially responsible for real? That, yes, for real. So I'm just going to say this With, right now. My wife is certified. Nick is retired and his wife has like an official job. Yeah. So a certified licensed job. Yeah. So maybe he gets spousal support. Well, I think they would look at all of his rental income. By the way, Courtney, I'm totally on your side. So, you know, anything yeah. you want to do, let me know. Wow, you guys suck. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of it. I think, so I think we need to talk yeah. about uh, prenuptial agreements. Um, can we do postnuptial agreements? 
I mean, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's a thing. Anybody who's listening, let me know if I can do a post-nuptial agreement in this, okay? Uh, no, I, you know what, granted, I, I, we'll get into a big fight if you do ever get divorced, but really, she's supported me. I'll, I'll stay here. She supported me in doing my business ventures, and I supported her getting her schooling and doing all that. Yeah, so You two have been very supportive to each other, I will yeah. say. Yeah, so, I mean, right, like, if, if anything... She deserves half of whatever it is. Granted, I, I'll pick with half, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like and and you know, when she when she serves me papers, I gotta figure it out because like I'll just drain everything and go gamble it away and then they'll just make me make high payments, but I won't have any way to make well, the payments. problem is what they'll do is once that kind of happened. That's kind of something I want yeah. you could potentially be one of those spiteful yeah, that's people actually. once you know you find out, you know, you're going to get a divorce brought up that you create a bank account you whatever you hide things. money yeah you hide money I mean, it's harder nowadays to hide money i mean there are if you're you know rich and no you know no people and sure yeah. i mean like hey, i'm just telling you right now anybody who wants to get divorced out there i'm your friend and you can give me all the money you want you're never getting it back but you can give it to me but yeah i mean you have to basically kind of you know you hope that you know nobody's going to be that spike Gotta be ready for that. No, it's not hope. It, it, document it, all the guaranteed things. Document all, especially if you're like, you know, caught up there. You're the one who you know, is being told, I want to divorce you, but you're also not going to be that spike person who's going to drain all the accounts. Get in writing at that point everything that's there because you want to start knowing like what that there might be, what some of the things are. Get an idea. Like, know, know your situation. Are there tips? Yeah. You know, are you going to have to pay child? How long are you going to have to pay child? So I'm going to say this right now. So Mike is not a spiteful person at all. No. But Mike, am yeah. I? Yeah. Yes, I am. I am totally spiteful. And our daughter is 26 years old. So, I mean, if, if things went south, it's going to be a knock, knock down, drag out fight. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Well, it, it, you know, and I might be a little more spiteful once I Kids are, yeah. Now, let me ask you. So, um, just asking for a friend, of course. Friends. When, when, so I have my own bank accounts, right? We were talking yeah. about that. I keep things separate. Um, if I hire the best lawyers, does she get to use my money to hire lawyers? Do, do I have to pay her lawyer fees? I think that I don't know 100%. I think that really depends on yeah. the judge and the judgment that yeah. they put. Oh, wow. So for the most, that's that's like good. Really, yeah. like very ginger. It's not, it's not gingerbready to me. Like it's yeah. weird because it's like very ginger, like like Asian ginger. Like if you're gonna, yeah. So Mike has it in front of him. That's the uh, big leg gingerbread stout. Yeah, am yes. I right? Very ginger. Yeah. Not so much bread. No, it's like, very it's good. Used to the, the the spice type, but like that's yeah. really like very good. The, the ginger, the spice, like it reminds so, me, it reminds me of like what I used to put on my sushi. Can I, I can oh, I take us on a tangent here for a minute? Interesting color. Very interesting. Um, so when's when's the gingerbread contest? Oh, uh, we don't know. We haven't picked a date. We have to figure out how many are interested. It seems like quite a few. That I mean, I'm interested, but it depends because we're working. It's oh, it's, it's probably going to be a Saturday night. This tastes like a V8. Yeah, I've, I've had oh, Michelada from I hate, I hate V8. 
Oh, you. I will taste it though. So you're not gonna love the tomato then. Very tomatoey. It is very tomato. Ooh, I can't do the. Oh, I cannot do that. Drink your beer. Um, yeah. So talking about it real quick. Uh, one thing my wife and I do every year is uh, we usually have people come over to the house. Seems to be random people every year type thing. It does. Um, and we we buy graham crackers because I don't believe in the kits because that's fucking cheating. Correct. Um, right, icing and all the fun things. Gingerbread houses. And we build gingerbread houses like actual. Or in your wife's uh, version, she built an, an she uh, built an ATAT. An ATAT, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, an which has like some legs, and so that was kind of fun. Um, she fucking cheated one year and brought over a friend. Uh, an old friend that used to be a friend uh, who apparently is a fucking artist. She's a jackass. Yeah, like that That literally built like this brick road. And like, I'm going to steal it this year. I'm not going to lie to you, right? Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But like, this thing was, it was just So, not to take us too far on the tangent, yeah. but last weekend in Grand Rapids was Comic Con. Yeah. And Nick went. I did. I went to my first ever con. And had he, a fucking blast. He got captured. Did. I got a so real quick. Sorry, we're taking us off. Um, I my always go on my bro, so my, my brother uh, my brother was like, hey, I saw go. your brother on the Friday. And I was yeah, there. yeah. I say, and uh, he's like, we're we're getting through this, and he's like, hey, you want to put a bounty or whatever? And I was like, dude, tell me what this is. He goes, pretty much, you know, he's like, fucking hide and seek, right? Like, yeah. you you put up money. You see, it's really cool because it's a another version of what you guys do, the five hundred first. So this is the Mandalorian. Okay. Mercs. Okay. Who in Michigan, it's the Tracor clan. So basically what they are is they're bounty hunters. Okay. And you can put a bounty on someone. Yeah. And if they find you, yeah, they put you in the in the in, in the, the jail. Yeah. And so you, you make a donation, right? Because all yep. these groups are, are we're we're raising money for make a wish. Yep. At cons all the time. Yep. And so we walked up there, we gave our donation, and they, they take a photo, and they kind of write down a description, and uh, and you just go, and they give you a little head start, and then yep. you go, and, and you have parameters that you have to, we couldn't go upstairs, right? Yeah. You can't go outside. You can't leave the building, right? Right. Um, and so, yeah, we, we lasted probably a good hour or so, and then, you know what? Like, So, I have to interrupt. Yeah. The the story about how you got caught is like the fucking yeah. greatest. Stupidest thing <laughs> so, I've him. So, I don't know who caught him, but I, I will say this. So, it's uh, Nick is Nick is used to Star Wars people because Mike and I both yeah. are Tuscan Raiders, like and and Don's Don's a biker scout. The guy so. that caught me is a Tuscan Raider as well. Is he yeah. real? Yeah. Oh, you got caught by Hank. Yeah. Mind yeah. you, everybody thinks Hank is me. That's all what he says time. all the time. Yeah. So, Mandalorians do not have to keep their bucket on. So, a bucket yeah. is a helmet. Yeah. They do not have to keep their bucket on. And it's going against the green. Correct. So Nick's looking for people with helmets on or yeah. buckets, as we say. And what happened? Yeah. So I we we walk out into the main area, like you know, I, I'm doing my stealth mode, right? I look out, look out, I walk out, and I I look and I just make direct eye contact with this guy, and I just like go, oh shit. And did he have his bucket on? He did not. Like as I said, we make direct eye contact. He had nothing, and I'm like, he goes. I walked towards him and I was like, oh, I should have gone. But um, he goes, All right. So we're walking halfway through, right? My brother looks at me and he goes, Sorry, man, gotta go. There's only one of them. 
boom, bolts his ass off, right? And they're like, oh, crap. Like, so I get there and he's like, oh, you don't have anybody to take your photo. And then all of a sudden I see my brother from pretty far away snap photos. I was like, yeah, yeah, just keep looking this in this way. Like, try to give him more time. And uh, they take my photo and do all that. And he starts walking away. And all of a sudden, one of them turns and sees him and goes, bam, gets him. And I start laughing at him. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I'm here to take the photo. But man, that was an awesome time. Dude, I, um, I got there on Friday. Yeah. And Hank came up to me and he goes, dude, Every time I'm at an event, somebody goes, oh, David. And he goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> but no, so like, uh, you know, I, I I, went there fully wide open. Like, you know, I just, hey. I you didn't know what to expect. No idea, right? And, uh, you know, we uh, we did we did the episode about tardies, right? So I stopped, we did. I stopped into their event. Just quickly, you saw Gavin, yeah. So quickly shook hands, waved. Um, I ran into a few people I know and, and talked about that type of stuff. Um, I played my, I, I played virtual reality dodgeball, which was really fun. Um, I played my first ever role-playing game, like just a quick sample yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. That was actually kind of fun. Like I'm not a D and D kind of guy, but like I can see where people enjoy this. If you, if you have me as a leader of like what do you, a, a, the leader of a this thing and, and you can like create a story. Yep. Oh, I can see this off. Like the guy that we have. Dungeon master. Yeah. This thing. But this one was all, it was actually Grand Rapids based. It was cool. Like you guys were cops going into a thing. It was just yeah. really fun. Um, I, I So wanted, you now know the draw. Dude, I, like they, they had people, like it's, everybody's so friendly. Yes, they are. And, and people had like signs that said like, uh, you know, hey, we'll teach you. And it's like, said it was a Catan. And there's just so many other like things. Like, oh, I, I Kimmy you. does that stuff. Yeah. And I was, she loves Catan. I, I, I want to play. I've just never, right. Um, but man, like, board games, everything. It's not just, it's not just action you know action figures and, and comic so, stuff but like i'm gonna say this yeah this is way too old for you no but no. mike will understand this so i'm there friday morning okay uh, and jenny and i are together did you go see sarge i did go see sarge but this is before sarge so we're sitting there and face man walks past us dirk really? benedict dirk benedict walked past us so he was one of the people that they he was in. one of the people they brought in and he went to the Lego area and was totally checking stuff out. So Jenny goes, hey, will anybody go with me? And of course, I'm up for anything, so I'll go with her. So Jenny got a picture of uh, Face Man's ass. Nice. Definitely, if I, if I were to go there and get an autograph from him, it would definitely be his Face Man, not character of ass. She kept going on. She's like, Oh, I, I love to battle Star Galacticon. I love Starbuck, and I'm like, that's face man. And mind you, I love to battle Star Galactica too. But the A team, oh my god! I mean, I, you know, A team started in I want to say 1983, which means I would have been like six or seven. Yeah. And there was nothing better. I mean, you had so for those of you that don't know, the A team for us was centered around Mr. T. Oh, oh yeah, definitely, Mr. because D. we loved Mr. D. But you know, now that I'm older, I'm in my forties. I'm an old man now. Was not George Papard? Oh yeah, greatest person yeah. in that show. Yes, Hannibal. Hannibal was awesome. And then you had uh, Face, probably number two. Probably number two. Probably then Mr. T, and then Murdoch. Probably. I I don't know. I might put Murdoch they ahead of Mr. Uh, T. So Dwight Schultz. Yeah. Um, 
but no so all right i want to get back to to this get divorce back because i have to prepare myself for divorce yes sir because you guys no. keep fucking talking about this i'm sorry um so what uh so she served you you served her like how's this work she started the process you at that point we had pretty much decided it was going to happen together okay so she went you know she you know got a hold of the lawyer that had been helping her with some of the custody stuff with her first marriage okay so Josh, can i jump in for a minute here yeah. so you guys decided together but really it was her that was the catalyst it was the catalyst and i just kind of you know yeah that's I fine at that point i was yeah if you want to do this, fine. Let's just do this yeah. and get over it. Better doing that right now than you know six months from now. Correct. So, as you were saying, yeah. So she went. You know, she had had a lawyer. She'd been working custody issues with her first marriage. Yep. Even like in the last couple, of years, you got a hold of her and said, so they basically started paperwork. Hey. I was trying to save money, so I didn't get a lawyer at that point, which was a bad idea. Definitely a bad idea. I didn't really get screwed over. So yes, we just throw that out. Always lawyer. Always up. get a lawyer. As a man, if you are not sure, look at Adam. Yeah, I think it's the American Divorce Association for men. It is, you're right. But they are usually every large metropolitan area has lawyers that are associated with Adam. And they are going to know, you know, all the, you know, things associated with your state. Because they had to form basically at a point when divorce, especially child, yep. was very much aimed toward women. Even if the woman, you know, was an alcoholic drug user, the woman was pretty much always, always going to be getting, you know, the, the, the primary custody of the kid. Is that Adam was formed to basically support that situation to make it more equal to them. They have just stayed around. It's is that they're, they're very for men, they're very knowledgeable, they know the state. And if there's any like if it's like an area like a district where you might be a couple of judges, you know, they're gonna know kind of how that area, you know, and everything and can help you through that process. But really get a lawyer. Like, you know, if you're in New York, you have a divorce, a friend is a divorce lawyer in California, don't use them, but maybe use them as a resource for who to go because they probably know a divorce because you want to know people who know what the expectations are in your state and can help, again, you know, state to state. And we said we have the difference between equitable distribution and whatever the other one was that you called it community property. Community property, and then you've got things like you know, I think they're coming between the like common law states and you know living together even without being married. Know, a social contract, you know, you're considered married in the eyes of that state. You don't want to know things like that too. And you know, like I said they're going to know right away. You know, they'll be able to look at. Like I said if you've got recent tax returns, so you know kind of four one, you know, four one eight. W-2s and everything from yourself, your spouses. They can go in and run it through, like, I mean, the friend of the court is still going to have to find, I'll say, but they'll get a, be a good approximation of it. I'll support. They're going to let you know if there's a good chance they're going to be able to 
cost that you're going to either receive or have to pay for cost of support. And you'll get a good start, and that will help with budgeting. Because the first thing, like I said, and it goes back to everything bucks and brews. The first thing you want to do is budget. Sure. And at this budget, point, you're budget, budget, budget. And at this point, you're not budgeting on what you know, you're budgeting on unknown. You want to figure out what you, you want to get to know what you can know as soon as possible. Yep. And uh, so now I assume, did you guys talk about any splits or anything like that person? Like, did you talk about any splits or anything like that? Like, because she gone through it before, we kind of knew at that but income level what you you couldn't you couldn't say hey I don't want you to touch my 401k like that's just I could have said it well I mean if she would have agreed to it would that have been okay she would have agreed to it. yeah if you could have put that in the papers yeah, yeah. But who's going to read that no nobody's in people right I mean like hey you 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 did that granted if she was working I guess right and granted she made if she made twenty and you made seventy a year and you had said, hey, look, you've been investing in your stuff. I've been investing in my stuff. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, it would be, I love would my be. wife, right? But like, and I've, I've been the one to force her to put 15% away, right? And now I'm not investing my phone, okay? But like, I know mine is much, much higher because I was putting 25% away for the longest time. And you can maybe work that in. That's where, you know, having lawyers there sure. and knowing, you know, and again, it might matter state to state, region to region, or whatever that they may say doesn't matter what you agree to standard is in this state split investments even if you know and the money in the investment is you know 75 percent mix and 25 percent you know. yeah um now when you when you go in front of you did you have to go in front of a judge or just a magistrate we went in front of a judge at one point early on just to finalize the recommendations. It was basically the, you know, putting the motion in front of the court, basically. Okay. And that's when kind of, you know, it was, that's where you like, you bring your representation. You basically say, this person has done everything. Other than that, yeah, a lot of it, I mean, there could be, like, there's always the opportunity for it. So, like, they'll say, you know your next scheduled date, whether it's with the judge or with a magistrate or you know a friend of the court, um, sure, like moderate mediator or something like that. You you'll get up. It's like if you can't come to a conclusion amongst yeah. your lawyers and yourselves, you know, then you can go in front of. How often do you uh, do you have, do you get to go back to readjust your child support? If there's not like a known change, like the child, the part of the court basically will look at income sources. Like they pretty much have access to, like, like they know what my income is, they know what her income is. There was a readjustment down like a year ago for me. Like, I got, I had to pay like $50 less a month because they looked at her income. You know, reevaluated it. Otherwise, you know, you can challenge every three years. You can you know, you want to do a reevaluation, but they do keep an eye on her income increase because she went from being, you know, a um, A to being a teacher. So she went from basically, yeah, between the 30 and 20 
electricity. So I know, like in our case, John mm-hmm. and her ex, we're going to say ass wipe. Yeah. I mean, it basically was. Yeah. So, sperm donor. Yeah. Sperm donor. So they would go in front of the court. And I think my favorite comment was, well, I know he makes more money than me. I had talking about me. Your money means nothing. Correct. The judge goes, yeah, that doesn't matter because technically he's not her father. Yep. And significant others mean absolutely nothing. It doesn't it doesn't matter her, what they make. Her first ex attempted to do the same thing. Yep. Because you make more money. I make more money. She had my income that should have helped take care of the kids. And I mean, there was a lot of money of my income that went to different things for the kids. Like when we would do things for like small vacation. It came out of my money. Yeah. That I was earning. You know, when the kids, you know, had, you know, all the kid all the kids did, well all the boys did Cub Scouts. One moved on to um, Boy Scouts for a few years. Yep. You know, all their summer camp, all the camp up, all the you know supplies they all out of my money. And I never complained about it. I liked doing it with them. I felt it was something. It was my activity with them. I had no problem paying it. Sure. I say, and so if you got so if you got remarried, your wife's income wouldn't play any effort. Nope. Um, okay. I marry a multi-billionaire. Have an impact on my favorite job. Which I mean is good and bad at the same time. Like, I know in my situation, so of course, I started dating my wife when my daughter was five. And I mean, you know, I think our listeners know this, but both of you know this. So, you know, I basically, I was her dad from the minute I met her to, you know, now. Yeah. And. Especially at a point. the dad. Yes, he did die. He was he was like Jesus. He died, came back to life. But that's a different episode. Anyways, so I mean, you know, I've been her dad since she was five years old. And yeah, he's around and all, but she really didn't have much of a relationship with him through these 21 years now. And did she call her dad dad when she sees him? No. She called she calls him Mike. I figured. Um, and they do have a relationship, which I got to tell you, that bothered me. Um, See, it, given the fact that he's was basically non-existent, and I mean, non-existent in terms of being a, you know, meaningful parent. So, I mean, she saw him from like age nine to age 12, and that was basically the extent of it. Mm -hmm. And of course, I, I am, so... For those of you that listen to us but don't know, I'm an asshole. No. And I am... I think if they listen to they might already know that. They might know that. Not as well as the people who actually hang out with you. I, I am a huge asshole, and I am very much... Uh-oh. I am very much... Uh, what would we say? Um... Not passive-aggressive, that's for sure. Oh, I'm totally passive-aggressive. But I, I was thinking more of the point of I'm very possessive. So what's mine is mine. Mind you, my wife just ran into the room, slammed the door, and ran out of the room and slammed the door. 
That's just because shit's going on in break room therapy. So if you want to break shit, come to break room therapy. Anyways, she's she, not wanting to break your So she she's break some shit. She might need to break some shit, but she has a, a huge group tonight, a huge group tomorrow. And yeah, I, I have some uh, dead, almost dead smoke detectors in the back of my trunk that keep beeping. I'll take them. Dead. Oh, but they're going to annoy you until they get broken. That's okay. I want to break them. I'll break them. Okay. okay. Break them. Don't they have like internal batteries? Yeah. We'll take the battery out and yeah, get the shit out. As I said, they're probably the ones that are hardwired. Uh, yeah, they're lithium we'll ions. We'll break them anyways. They're lithium ion sealed batteries. Anyways, so I, you know, I'm I'm like the biggest dickhead there is, and I'm very possessive. So when it comes to my kid, she's my kid. It doesn't matter that I did not make. Her. I'm extremely possessive of her because. I'm the one that raised her for the last 21 years. Biology means a lot less than the actual. Well, and you, I mean, you know, because you were there in the beginning, and yeah, there was a little break there, but you've been there now. And, and you have stepkids too. Really loud in this. Yeah. I don't know if anybody can hear that in the back, but I'm really excited. Jail. It is. No, that's Stone Temple Files. Oh, Stone Temple Files. Yeah. STPL. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Scott so, Weiland, he died. No, and that's like, and that's just it, right? Like, you know, you can take full responsibility for that, you know. And I, you guys did it, right? Like, you didn't, yeah. you didn't get child support, right? No, we got child support. What did you? We did because I was dickhead supreme. Yeah. So, Don got a whopping $241 a month. Okay. And we offered, we're like, hey, if you will just sign off and, and this is David's daughter, you don't have to pay shit. He goes, well, I'll let her have his name, but I'm not signing off. Well, fuck you, motherfucker. Then you're going to pay until she's 19 years old. And we did. We, we forced him to pay until she was 19 and years that's old. It. And that's, that's another thing to realize. Payment does not end when they turn 18. Payment ends when they graduate high school. Correct. Because you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are still considered, I mean, they're not a minor, but they're considered. Now, what if what if uh, I have a genius of a kid and she graduates high school at uh, 13? I never felt, I'm sure that probably goes until 18. My guess is it's 18. It's probably 18. Right? Or when they graduate. Or high school. Don't put college on me. You sound Sorry, like a bitch. No. My, my kid will be vindictive as shit like me, and she'll go to like fucking law no, school and then turn around and become I a doctor. Did, I just like, say, <laughs> don't you dare with it on me. Instead of like whatever comes first, it's whatever Right. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, and now what's when when you saw the debt, they they dug into it, and you were like, shit, that is my debt, like mm-hmm. for the credit cards and all that. Okay. Um, so you just, you expected that when you, did you build, did you pay att- any attention to it? What I did is once I got the number, we had the number, that's, Sorry, you know, we basically pre, went in front of, pre, this was during the course of the, while the paperwork yes. was still, what I asked for is I wanted to know what my child support was going to be, and put it into effect, yep. and I wanted to know what the amount of debt was going to be, and get that finalized, and that can go into five, if you know, and again, this is where you have to, Hope that the person is doing, and that's why you kind of get it in writing right away. Because if you get it in writing, you get that signed in the document. At that point, the person could become a complete asshole 
create everything, and it's on them at that point. But, but pre this, pre this, when you were building up that credit card debt, you didn't pay attention to any of that debt. You didn't. I mean, you just assume that hey, it's getting. Paid. I knew it was there. I just didn't know it was as bad. Okay. So yeah, and um, and now now because right, you hit um, uh, uh, right in the face. Like now yeah. you now you're now you're on your budget. Yeah. You're doing those types of things. Okay. Um, what a what yeah, it's so weird because I hear it coming. Here I really do hear it picked up in the microphone. Yeah, what, that's um, a good song right there. Say what's besides the actual numbers emotionally? What's the hardest? I mean, honestly, outside of the emotional part, it, it really is kind of you know, paying you know a living even whether you. You know, for me, I had to like find a place to live because you know, But I mean, really, it's it's the financial. She, she she kept the house. Yep. Why why did she get the house and not you? I, I didn't fight that one. A because it was in her name, and B because she had the old. She had bought that house with her first husband, and she had the four kids that you know were still in that school. I don't want to be like, no, nope, you've got to find a new house for this you to live in. When sure. Or the seven of you, I guess, with her. Yep. And I'm gonna, you know, this house for the three. And, you know, I just kind of you, you were you, you were nice seeing the good guy. Yeah. No, I did, did you get half the equity of the house? I did not because my name was not. Really? We talked about the surgery. Yeah. Been <laughs> I think I think it's yeah that I, a little but, bit of both. A little bit. Of both. Well, I'm just trying to figure out because like everything in my everything in my business is in my name. Everything. Yeah. Like my wife's not gonna get half nothing, dude. So yeah, I'll get divorced. <laughs> Say fuck me, David. Um, but what do you mean, fuck me. He's gonna do everything. He's divorced. That's fact. He might. Yo. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the bear. I will say this right now. We did tic tac right before this. We did, and yes. it was all about pride. So we are, we are very supportive of. LGBTQIA plus community. Yes, we are. Is that the acronym? For I think that is the acronym. So I'm I'm going to throw this out there right now. My daughter had a date yesterday. Oh, awesome! Let's see, how did they go? The 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 chick from TikTok. Yes, I should take voice. Sorry, woman, the young yes. woman from TikTok. The young woman from TikTok. She was cute. She was did cute. You just assume her gender. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's now an female. We may not know if she Nick, did you see it? Yeah. We may not know the pronouns she identifies with. Yeah. I don't know the pronouns, but I will know. I know that they came to break room therapy and they had a date here. There you go. And then afterwards they went out to dinner. On your dime? No, hers. Wait. No, so they so all split the she, bill. All of a sudden she starts renting a fucking place and now Correct. she's loaded. So now they, she's loaded. They split <laughs> the bill. Oh, and uh and all I know is, so I get a phone call this morning and she goes, yeah, the next time we go out, we're going to have a date for breakfast. And I go, date? She goes, yeah, well, she said a date. And then she's like, but I don't want to put any pressure on you. And, and my daughter goes, yeah, there's no pressure. Not at all. No, not at all. That's a good sign. It is a good, sign. a good sign. So either way, I'm very happy because my daughter had a very nice date and yeah. she's going to have another one. And 
And Damn, the, we just got her out of fucking financial problems. So and now all of a sudden she's gonna start going out. So mind you, I, I I'm in therapy on Monday. Yeah. And my therapist goes, So Caitlin sat there and she she did a podcast with you and Nick and she talked about her finances and then she talked to her roommate and then she talked to her boss and now she had a date. I'm like, yeah, and she goes, Those are huge steps. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they are. Say, you're welcome. Bucks and bruises actually work something here. Let's say we make shit happen. So can we can we change our slogan? So when you listen to Bucks and Brews, we make shit happen. We make shit happen. I like this. Um so when when did you so now okay, so if you have a 401k worth, do they make you take it out of your 401k? You you pay the penalties? No, it's just because it's it's not considered an early one the way the court it's considered. They they understand like it's uh there's some I don't know the term to it, but it basically it's it's they they know what to do. So okay. it's not like no, it pay like two or three percent or five percent thirty five percent tax and then ten percent no. fee on top of that. No, not at all. So this is basically, it would, it would be kind of almost like it would be similar to like rolling it up. Um, she couldn't take it out as like just a check. It basically had to roll over. Now, now let's, let's, let's just say you had, a, I don't know what you had in there, right? Let's say you had 100000 She gets fifty of that. Yeah, 50000 in liquid cash. Could you just pay her that way? Probably if I'd have had that, whatever it could have been. I had like, yeah, 50000 in my bank account, 70000 Okay. We know you're getting you know, yep. fifty thousand in account. I'm fifty thousand. Is now now the and the chief's the chief asshole me, right? Yeah. So let's just do at least take it, it take it from the account that gets the least amount of interest. Well, and that's that's it, right? So like, if okay, if in the end, right, my wife, and then let's just say I'm in your shoes, okay? So, um, you have a hundred thousand dollars in four hundred one k. The house, granted, let's say you were on the house, yeah. you you get twenty thousand of equity out of that, right? Yeah. So for one hundred twenty, uh, savings account is is twenty thousand to ten, yeah. right? So we're at one hundred thirty, um, and but you wouldn't have any other money to be able. To, so now, if you wanted to give all of your half, so if you said, hey, fuck it, just take all of it at you know, in in theory, yeah, could you get a discount for that? Hey, I'll pay you in full. I don't um, believe so. I don't believe it's like, you know, your medical, the hospital and say, yeah, I owe $20,000. Yeah. I give you know, $12,000 cash right now. Yeah. You. Could, you, could your ex-wife just sign off on that and say, hey, look. I think you could. It would just be a matter. It has to get in the document. Yeah. It, like if, if I, I would want to do that and just say, okay, I'm paying you 12000 and then yeah. have a paper say or 20000 Yeah. And have for, you know. Yeah. You know, no, a year later, say this is the twenty yeah. twelve thousand dollars check I got for but I got this piece of paper that says you have twenty, right? And all of a sudden, I pay her. No, no, like if you document it. So if you sit stood in front of the judge and the judge, now does the judge give you a final, a final like breakdown of what's all owed, right? Usually the judge doesn't do that. That's usually front of the court, like that. They mm-hmm. usually come. The judge is just there, basically. I know. Be now, the final sites because I mean you're basically you're breaking a legal. And now it's now, basically what a divorce is. Yeah. You know, you've got a government contract. Sure. The marriage license. So you're basically dissolving that contract. So that's why the, the court 
your representation of the story. Yeah, and so I, yeah, and that's just kind of like my my thought is like, can I go to David? Can I go to my mom or dad or whatever and say, hey, yeah. I need, you know, she wants she wants a million bucks. I want to offer five hundred thousand dollars, like cash right now, just to give me. Can I go get that loan from somewhere? Right, like I think you could. You just and, and the cash would sign want off. To have it all on paper, sure. and signed and notarized, so it can't come back and bite you. Well, she kind of has to agree to that, and she has to agree to it, and that's why it's signed. You would be signing it. You would be signing it. Correct. Like I said, the friend of the court, or the notary, whoever would be signing yep. it would be signing it and saying, you know, and putting their like stamp of approval on it and saying, this is what was decided by. You know, she's owed a million, but you're going to settle on 500,000. Then, yeah, you know, then once you have the proof, I mean, that's basically, you know, Dave had a good point when I was talking about it. Once I knew what that amount was, he suggested get on to Prosper, Prosper, Prosper yeah. and said, get a loan. And I, did. I got a loan for $15,000 or whatever. And that was not, it wasn't $30,000 for credit card. About 18,000 in credit card debt. It was about $10,000 that was owed for that. Own that we took out, to, you know, for the expansion on the house. So, you know, I kind of looked at everything. I wanted to pay off everything. I wanted a little just extra in case, you know, something else would come over the next few months. So I said, okay, we're going to get like a $30,000 loan or whatever. And just have money, pay for a check for so now, the amount that I owe, that I'm done with it. You know, yep. Now, now you can choose to keep paying it over the next ten years. My part is done. I'm gonna go back to child support a little bit. Um, right, my wife makes okay money. She does. She does. Right. Yep. Like it's it's. Don't okay, mind. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not what you make. Right. Like it's not. It's my not, wife does not make what I make. Right. And so now, now, I know that I'm going to continue. I know that my wife has limitations. Right. Yeah. Like. I, I really do. Like she, well, she is, and so any career has a ceiling, right? right. And, and so John has potential or more. Hey, absolutely, she does. Business but takes off, and she's able to expand or your franchise or whatever. Now I want her, her income could skyrocket. But yeah, it, your, now I want to know, so like, is you know, my child support technically would go up? Yep. Is there any way that you can prepay child support? <laughs> Like you know, I can't really speak yeah, to I'm, that. I'm thinking no. You say it goes into like six month review or whatever, right? You said, it goes, it, it's, like, it's minimally every three years. Like I said, there's a major. You can at any point, mm -hmm. like if if I were to lose my job tomorrow, yep, and had to go on unemployment and or divest, make ninety thousand ish a year, yep, with like the bonuses and stuff. I think by um, W two at the end of the year. So Ninety thousand yep. and like sixty-five. Sixty-five. Yep. I could go to friend of the court and say, "This, this is, is what just happened to me. I need to reevaluate." Right. But then I've got to be honest enough where, if I get a new job in like a year, that then all of a sudden pays me one hundred ten thousand dollars. You have to go back, and I've got to go back and say, "Hey, you know what? I, if the, what they'll do is they're prorated, is they will. They'll they'll pay, pay arrears." Yeah. If, and so that you know, if they find out if they find out, yes, yeah, they find out. Basically, you ended up getting a major increase in salary. If you didn't tell them. Yeah, they will. Yeah. No, no, I, I, you know, I just because it's all different. Right? Like everybody, I think everybody has different situations. You have you have two people that 
could be, you know, homeless or, you know, and, and have a child and child support is going to be, and you have people who uh, make, make millions of dollars a year. Like said, you know, like, like an orthopedic surgeon or something who makes like yep. mid six figures, like a teacher who makes mid five figures. Yep. You know what? I mean, like I said, and if it's strictly child support, if they, you know, they had two kids together in two years, maybe they haven't qualified for alimony, they're still, you know, doctor making six figures is going to be paying a lot of child support. Because they are going to make sure that, that those kids get paid for it. It's not going to be them living in a slum when they're with their, you know, less income, you know, I don't want to say man versus woman, because it could be the woman could easily be the, the surgeon. surgeon. She's, the man could easily yeah, she's totally the surgeon and the man's yeah, totally they're gonna look they don't want, you know, a you know, kid living, you know, in a studio apartment, kids living with their dad in this studio apartment while mom has, you know, a twelve room, you know condo on condo like Michigan. On, yeah, like Michigan. So they're gonna basically be like, you know, they're not gonna take, you know, fifty percent of yeah, so the she, mom's funny, but she's got a. She's gonna probably pay basically you know, a mansion on in Grand Haven. Yeah, they're she's gonna, gonna go. Paying, she's probably gonna be paying about a hundred thousand dollars. Which uh, so is, those kids can live in decent. And I say it's, you know, to me it's, you know, I, I, my wife and I, I think you know we we would just go joint custody and yeah. you know, especially, especially a being retired, like I can prove that I can have the kid. I mean, right all now, the time, you know, all the time. You're working, you know, when um, Emerson's not in school, you're, you're being more of a Yeah, I mean, sometimes. Oh. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, and, and looking at and it, so like, you and Courtney are going to get divorced. Right, but no, it, but it, it's but something that's... It's all, to me, I always, I'm a worst-case scenario guy. Yeah. And hope for the best. But so, I mean, even like with me, you know, Don and I, we've had our issues. Oh, of course. And and there have been plenty of times where like, you know, this this shit could just fucking end and, and whatever. But I bet probably more than one. <laughs> well, yeah, because actually you're what we You called me. Like a day or two. There you go. So I mean, you know, that happens. And I, I don't think any relationship doesn't have like you can't enjoy the positives if there was no negatives, right? Correct. If it was flat, you wouldn't be in a relationship. Like there are ups and there are downs, 100%. and and at some point you could absolutely walk away from whoever you're with. Yeah, but I do realize when your wife calls you, you're be there for me. Yep. Not well. Like, not only that, I mean, you know, every time I've I've looked at issues where Dawn and I have them. The, the thought comes in, what happens to our daughter? What happens yes. to our cats? And and not and that the, I'm that guy, but I'm totally that guy. And the daughter wouldn't matter. She's an adult. She's an adult. So she can make whatever choice she wants. She Correct. She wants to spend 80% of her time with you and 10 to 20% of her time with her mom. You know, that's... Not a big deal. Yeah, but the cats... The cats right now are a big deal because I love my cats. Yeah. Mike knows. I mean, Mike has known me since I was, I want to say, 16. Something like that. Maybe and I'm I'm 44 now. No, you've known me since I was 16 because I got that job. That's true. After I, mean, I yes, I got the winter. I I got that job after I turned 16, and everybody's like, "This guy Mike, he's great." And I'm like, "Who the fuck are you talking?" Because you got it just after after I left to go to college. I had, and 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 mind you, so I have to tell this story. So we're on our cruise. 
and Mike is calling me Dave. Because mind you, my name is David, and, and, and honestly, I called him Dave for what's that, about almost 30 years. Uh, well, I don't know. We met when we were 16. You were 16. I was 16. I was you like were 19. 19. Yeah. So I, and I'm 44 now. So like almost, almost 30, 30 years. years. So Mike is doing his best to call me Dave. And at one point on the cruise, I looked at him and I said, dude, it's fucking weird when you call me David. Would you just please call me David? And he goes, well, I want to respect your wishes. And I'm like, yeah, for people I don't know or that are not close to me, please call me David. Because, you know, even even like Nick calls me David. And I mean, we've known each other for a long time now, but I hate Dave. And I've always hated Dave. But like my oldest friends, Mike. Mikey, Mikey. Uh, even even some of the other ones like Chris calls me Dave, and I mean I coach with him. Or Chris calls me Dave, and I coach with him and stuff. But Yost, in front right? of the girl, yeah, Yost. You've got a lot of Chris. I I do have a lot of Chris. So Yost calls me Dave, except in front of the girls, he calls me David because I hate Dave. But Mike is doing his best, and he's calling me David, and I'm like, dude, and that's just, and I'm just thinking like. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, that's fucking weird. Would you just call me Dave like you always have? And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. But I do cry in front of like other people. Calling David. Correct. Right. I mean, I people, people want their specific name. Well, like, so, you know, I, my name is Nicholas, right? And yeah. when I hear that name, I just, I look and at people and go, which, like, who the fuck you are? Yeah. He's called David by his mom and his right. yeah. grandma and whatever, and his aunt for yeah, his entire my entire just, life. Yeah, but and, and to me, and you were like, probably called asshole. Oh my god, you have no idea. Yes, more than was. both of you combined, I swear. Um, I, I literally have stuff from my mom that's embroidered ass, right? Like it literally just said, and uh, you know, like you know, I say, if you call me Nicholas, I like I, I it's instant defense. Like, who the fuck are you, and why are you coming at me? And like. This like, game why are you in trouble? Right, like, yeah. well, it's either why am I in trouble or, like, you have some nuts calling me this, right? Like, nobody calls me this, right? I get it, like, with the work. There's a lot of, not necessarily in my department, but a lot of people kind of look They just call each other, and by last names, and it's weird yeah. that, I mean, sometimes it's because other people have the same first name, so it's easy to clarify, but I'm like, I still, I like to call everybody by their first name. Yeah. I don't like calling people by, you know, their name or their fun little nickname. I respect you. I'm going to call you yes. whatever your preferred first name. And my old teammates, they'll still send me a message. They're like, hey, Levin, what's up? And I'm okay with that because, you know, we were teammates and, and that's what we did. We just called each other by our last name. And it's fine when it's somebody like that. Yeah. Like said, in, a, in a work environment, like I said, if you, if one of those came to work for you and they were like, yeah, no. are you, you no. don't want to no, in, in all honesty, like I will have people at work call me Dave, and I just don't fucking answer. I I just sit there and I don't answer, and they're like, "Talking to you, Dave." I'm talking to you, and I'm like, "Yeah, my name is David. It's not Dave. Yeah, you don't know me. Don't call me Dave." And immediately they'll get pissed off, but I don't care. Yeah. We're not friends. I don't know you. My, my my wife will call me Nicholas after she's called me Nick. A hundred times. Yep. Nick, Nick, and like she'll, and it takes, and I give her so much credit. She probably takes ten, but it's like yeah. I'm, I'm doing something. Nicholas. That's what you know. And like, and like instantly, like I turn to her and I'm like, 
in like and then she'd be like i've been calling you and i was like doesn't give you a right to call me this like <laughs> you have no rights to call me this right like it is not a thing and uh like exactly like i must have done something wrong so uh now what's are you your you get your kids halftime don't you and pretty much at this point basically it's it's Just, like 60 40. But now do you only pay 10 percent? you pay the full most does that make sense it's been it's been it, when we part of when we came to our agreement on how many days that's the other thing that gets taken with how many days and they will look at it because there are certain things that's like christmas break you know it's basically you get them in half summer breaks. all those things you know she gets them one year for spring break i get them another year for spring break. kind of you know it's not you know it kind of is it's almost like a two-year thing we look at over the course of like a two-year period because you know that period you know, yep. spring break splits and other holidays like you know the holiday shift so there might be one year if there's like 13 holidays or she may get them seven long and six so they kind of look at that over the course of everything and they say based on that based on the information. i mean if you were close like if you had a kid who was you know just about to turn a senior in high school and you know you only had a calendar year pay child support for or they would let you be like this is what you're going to pay for like, and let you just do a month um because i mean they're basically you're not writing a check they're basically deferring it you know, they're pulling it like for me it's being pulled right out of my that's yep. by your choice or their choice pretty much with all the bad news you're hearing nowadays about people don't pay their child support if you have that income and they said you're doing like direct deposits and stuff like that and, and i'll be honest like i seem to find i i, I work with contractors and i've had contractors have been pick up from jail because right they were behind a job yep. and and then i go pick them up and i'm like and it might be that type of thing too if you're a contractor yeah a what do they call it at, a w2 or yeah whatever i know they've got like you know at will employment yeah whatever so so yeah i like, think it's different because then you have a steady paycheck like i said they've got the company's w you know you've given them your w2 uh, w9 yeah last last two or three paychecks so they know what your base salary is and so and i mean that's the one thing i mean like you could kind of cheat the system a little bit and be like you know i'm hourly and you know when that if you know that divorce is like a year and a half away, working overtime. And, that, and that's what a lot of people. But again, that's something that's going to potentially bite you in the ass. Because like I said, they're going to evaluate it. If they evaluate it and at some point it shows that you made an extra $30,000 in overtime, they're going to have you pay arrears. That's why, you know, and I, I, had a, I had a guy I worked with who, who did that when I was working at Gentex. Like, he was going through a divorce or whatever, and he just stopped working. I mean, he was working, and, and he's like, "Fuck it, like, not worth it for me." I, I'm not. I mean, they're also going to look at that too and be like, and assume that you're not always going to have. I mean, some jobs you may be fifteen to twenty hours of overtime. Yeah, like Mikey's job you're guaranteed like thirty hours of overtime. Right. You're guaranteed twenty because I'll only pay you for. Even though you're probably working, you're work, yeah, exactly. But I mean, they're going to look at that. They're going to look at like the history. They're going to be like, you know, this particular year they only averaged, you know, 
10% of overtime. This year, they may have averaged 20 to 30% overtime. So they're going to look at them. They're going to be like, they're not going to charge cows based on 30% overtime if the average that you get in the year is only 15 So they're going to charge it based on the average. And like you said, and if you stop, if like your job is in overtime, that's where you go in and say, hey, I'm not earning overtime. Yeah. I was going to ask a question, but I have to wait for Nick to come back because it was a tangent. So, I will say, while we're on tangents, yes. Even though you don't like tomato juice, yeah, you loved it. I loved it, but this would make a damn good Bloody Mary. I'm sure it would. It sounds like a Bloody. Throw some vodka. Throw some. You know, add a little alcohol with the vodka. Throw. Throw a little more spice into it. Throw a little, uh, you know, pickle. And I only have two Bloody Mary fans a, that are friends of mine. Maybe a slider, you know. You what a really loaded Bloody Mary. One of them does not drink anymore, so you're the only Bloody Mary fan I have to drink. Jim. Yes. Okay. Who doesn't drink anymore? Jim liked Bloody Marys, but he does not drink anymore because he was much like me and drank way too much. What happened to him that day? You must have just been in a weird room. Because, I mean, yours, you kind of, you, you figured out what your root cause was. I, I did. Mine mine was wrong. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, we can send about might be going to be on news for two hours. So, I think we're going to wrap up soon because Nick just gave me that sign. But can I ask you a question before we do? Yeah, of course. Let's have fun. So, I, I got a tweet here from our favorite followed the Domicon Sioux. Yeah. And this is up your alley. It says, it says generational wealth isn't being able to leave a yacht to your kids. It's making sure they don't have to start from scratch. Doesn't be that hard, but it's still out of reach for a lot of people if this needs to change. Thoughts? Oh, 100%, right? Like, it is, I mean, to me, generational wealth, to me, generational wealth is, is exactly, it's really exactly that. Take out the yacht aspect, but right? Starting from scratch, right? So, like, if if growing up, like, you didn't have a house, and then you can leave your kid a house, and they have nothing to worry about, it's paid off in full. Yep. Like, they don't have to. They can just instantly build. And then, if you lead for one k, you know, if you lead money, and they have a house paid off, like, now kids can go fuck that up, and and I want a bigger house, and 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 sell, and get into debt, and do yep. all that. But like, if you can take from from nothing to to money that, that eventually and it, they say it takes two generations right yep. so which let's just say nowadays generations are 85 years like yeah i don't know what life yeah. so 160 years to create a rockefeller wealth right so basically to have if you want everybody has to do everything correctly things have to fall into place and, and then you have it to where you could literally not have to do this so right and to when you start from nothing you have to just grind and grind. So two generations have to fully commit to this grind, to yep. this big giant thing. Um, you know, leaving a yacht, right? It's going to get old. It's going to, it's going to. So I was having this conversation with a friend of mine because uh, one of the realtors drove a Bentley. I was like, man, that's an awesome Bentley. It's really cool. And he's like, yeah, it is. He goes, you wouldn't realize it's 2010. And I was like, it's Bentley. And he goes, yeah, but it's 30,000. Yeah. But I was like, brand new is 100 and you know, 250,000 or whatever now, yep. but we're in Midwest. So we don't see these things all the time, but like, so, you know, that yacht, if it's a 1970s yacht, it's not as awesome as, you know, a 2020 yacht. 
Um, and so we need to, we need to understand that leaving, you know, if you leave your kids six figures and then next generation leaves seven figures, you and I both know that that amount of money is just stupid, right? It, so like when really, I say six, I really mean just a hundred thousand to one million, million right? Yep. So like that big of, you know, if, if we're so saying, the lowest then. If, yeah, if, if we're saying 999,000, you can leave it down. Yeah. Yep. But like, you know, if you're, and then million turns into, you know, a billion dollars, like just stupid, stupid money. Oh, I, I think that that's fantastic. So we're about an hour and a half in here and I know next got to get jetting. Um, so I hope we answered a lot of your divorce questions. I thank Mike so much for being here because he had a lot to say. I don't and, know if we have this much to say. And uh, I, I Mike, you have to hand my beers this way so I know what I drank. Oh, I appreciate you uh, you coming on. And that um, steel reserve was better than this. Way better than Nick. I think Nick should, I, Nick I, should give should have given it at least a seven. I, I think you should. I, I should, you know, I say I drink the regular steel reserve, you know, two eleven back in the day. So, so I, I'm going to give a shout out to Steel Reserve, their Tiki Series Island Punch, very good. I might have to buy one of those because I know Mike and I are going to hang out this weekend. I might have to buy one of those for Mike. Uh, Rogue. For their chocolate stout nitro rogue we love you and we would love you to sponsor us so i mean you gave us a like the other day but give us a beer um big leg brewing with their gingerbread stout and of course i uh i had to have a fourth because i mean it was an hour and a half episode how could you not i had a blake's hard cider apple pie yeah it's like give a, give a shout out to anheuser bush michelob ultra thanks for keeping me healthy all of a sudden I'll give my shout out to like I remember to look it up from Collective Arts Brewery. This um, jam up mash, jam up the mash sour was very good. It threw me off that it was a full pint because I needed more than just my twelve ounce glass to do it. And you know we kind of talked about it when Nick was on his little sabbatical a few yes. minutes ago. The the Chilada Modella, you know, the tamarind picante was very tomatoey, but it would but. As I said to Dave, it would make a very good Bloody Mary. Throw a little vodka in there, throw some additional seasonings, throw, you know, pickles and, you know, whatever other, you know, toppings you want on your loaded Bloody Mary and, you know, have at it. You know, a little, just a little beer kick, you know. So uh, we're as, hoping to jump on another episode this week, but if we don't, uh, you know where to find us. Yeah, so at I, any point, I got, a, I got a few things that I have to go handle, and I might not be around for the rest of the week or uh, all that. We'll talk about that off air. I think but we will. I say like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, we, we're sorry to talk about divorce, but you know, I mean, it happens. It happens. With a lot of people, right? It does. So, um, people the, need to the know. Biggest thing is be prepared. Be, pre yeah. be prepared. Right? Yep. So, thanks everybody. Thanks, thanks for joining, and we will uh, talk to you soon. You've dialed in to Box and Brews. You might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews.